0: After I found out I was pregnant with my first, I wrestled with the idea of quitting my job. The problem was, my job really paid well, and I liked the people I worked with, I held the benefits for me and my husband and my soon-to-be child, and I just felt sort of stuck. I knew that if I was going to leave that job and that company, I needed to feel really certain it was the right move. The problem was, I didn't feel certain. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know if the next job was gonna be any more fulfilling. I was really searching for a right answer, which took over a year to find. In today's episode, I'm gonna share for you the journey of why I decided to quit my job and how I was able to make that decision feeling 100% certain it was right. You ready? Let's get to it. Hey there, working moms. I'm excited to be connecting with you today, and I'm going to be sharing a little bit about my story of when I decided to move on from my job after having my first baby, and she's almost seven now at this point. Because this is a season right after you first start having kids. Like This is a season that a lot of working moms start feeling stuck in. And if you're kind of feeling stuck right now, stuck in your career, if you're starting to ask yourself a lot of questions about if you should quit your job or if you should change careers or if you should just be a stay-at-home mom for a while, if you're asking any of those types of questions, this podcast is going to be really useful for you because I have literally had hundreds of conversations with working moms. And what I know now is that my own story of questioning myself and my career and if I should quit is not uncommon. Many, many moms wrestle with this idea of quitting their job and what to do with their career after they have kids, and it's a very, very confusing time. Now, for me, I have essentially had three careers. I'm basically in my third iteration of my career on some level. My degrees from college are in the theater arts, and after college, I was a professional stage manager. So around the age of 22, I actually had this dream job as a production stage manager working for a theater company in Seattle, Washington. And I loved that job. I actually happened to meet my husband, who also worked at the company. He was an actor. We met and we married in Seattle. And then one year later, decided to move back to the San Francisco Bay Area, where my family lives and where I'm from. And both of us really knew in the middle of that transition that neither one of us were gonna go back into theater. We were gonna start pursuing something different. My husband actually started getting his master's and that was a four-year journey for him. And I didn't exactly know what I was gonna do at that time. But I left that career in Seattle because it wasn't a career path that truly excited me anymore. It was what I kind of had always done. I had been dancing and singing and acting since I was about five years old. And I certainly loved doing it as a kid. I enjoyed it as a young adult and in college. But, of course, it doesn't pay very well. And you have to be really passionate about what you're going to do if you're not going to make a lot of money at it. And I just wasn't. And so when we moved to California, I really started to look for work doing something different. And the most natural thing I could find coming from this production stage management background was event management, because essentially those two things are the same. One is just in the theater and the other is just in events. But the same skill set really applies to both. Again, I found this amazing dream job working in the city, working in San Francisco, doing high-level event management. And I was working for a facility that hosted events as small as 10 people and as large as like 20,000 people. And then after about five years in that job, I got pregnant with my little girl and a lot shifted for me internally during that season of being pregnant. It had actually taken us quite a while to get pregnant, about a year and a half to get pregnant with Lillian. And when I finally did, I just really started to question a lot of different things in my life. Because I knew that I really wanted Lillian and we had been really struggling with infertility and we had been so focused on starting a family that when, you know, it finally happened and I finally was pregnant, it was only natural that I started to question if I really wanted to continue working in the same capacity that I was working. The biggest question I was just asking myself was, you know, is it worth it? Is it worth leaving my daughter every day? a daughter that we had struggled to conceive to go to the job that I had. And I knew pretty quickly what the answer to that question was. The answer was no. For sure, it did not feel worth it at all. But at that point, I'd been in the job for five years. It was like a commute (laughs) over an hour each way, but I had just really started to get bored. But of course, it wasn't just as simple as quitting. There were a lot of other factors to consider. The biggest being that I really had no idea what I wanted to do otherwise. At this point, I'm around the age of 30, 31. I was probably making $20,000 more than my husband. I held our insurance. I was paying significantly into our retirement because my company had good retirement incentives. I had just crossed over the five-year mark at the company, which gave me more paid time off. You know, The maternity leave was better than you know, nation's average. I really loved the people that I worked with. I loved my boss. You know, there was some potential for growth in the company. Actually, even when I ended up quitting that job, they came back and they asked me if I wanted to run the department I was in. They just, you know, really wanted me to stay. So there was obviously all of this opportunity. The job had a lot of things going for it. There was a lot of things on the pro side of the list. And over here on the con side, all that was there was unfulfillment. And this commute that I had. So, this long list of pros and this very short list of cons. Many people might call this the golden handcuffs. There's a lot of financial incentive to stay, there's advancement in my career, but it kind of feels like you're being handcuffed because you really don't want to stay. So, you kind of feel like you have to stay because of the money and the opportunity. You feel like you're in these handcuffs. For me, I ended up staying. Through my daughter being born, through about a a four-and-a-half-month maternity, I actually stayed a whole other year after that because I really struggled to get out of the handcuffs that I had put myself in. I didn't want to be wrong when I left. I didn't want to change careers or even change jobs or the industry And then be unhappy still. I had a lot of things going for it in this current job. I didn't want to just leave it and then go to something that wasn't better. I needed to know that it was going to be better. I needed to know that I would be just as financially successful and I would have that fulfillment I was looking for. And answering the question, should I quit my job? That question, like at the heart of that question, is knowing. You need to know it's the right choice. You need to know that you're going to be happy. You need to know that your family isn't going to be making this big sacrifice on your behalf. The problem, though, is there really is no right answer. What is right for you and your life and your situation may or may not be right for my life and my situation. You know, rightness is completely subjective. That deep down knowing That we all long for when we make a decision about our career, like that deep down knowing, it's not universal. It's just a feeling. And oftentimes, I hear people describe that kind of deep down knowing or that sense of rightness. They describe that as their gut feeling. It's like a peaceful feeling in the center of your body that feels very calm, makes you feel very assured. Yes, right? That is the feeling we all want. When we're trying to decide if we should quit our jobs, it's probably the feeling that you've been searching for if you've been wrestling with that question too. In coaching with my clients, I use the term alignment. I actually call my one on one six month coaching program Aligning Motherhood because the goal is to get what you want and what you feel and what you're doing all kind of in alignment with one another, your wants your feelings, your actions, all in alignment. That's my goal as a coach when I work with my one-on-one clients. The problem is that I see a lot of working moms trying to find that alignment kind of in a backwards way. Because remember, what we're all really looking for is this sense of rightness, this deep down knowing, this gut feeling that we're making the right decision. So what I see them do is they start exploring their options and they begin to imagine kind of each of their options and what they'd be doing in each of their options. They kind of describe it like they're putting on a hat. And they just are trying to see how this hat feels. So they explore quitting, for example, and staying home with their baby. So they put on this hat and they imagine life at home, doing kind of all of the mommy activities and the mommy and me kind of outings and taking their kid to the park every day and making homemade food for their baby. And they start to imagine the things that they're going to have to let go of, the adult interactions at work and the challenges and even the money. They start imagining all these things almost like they're just putting on this hat and they're wearing it for a moment and they're seeing what life is like and they're paying attention to how it feels in their body. Does it feel calm and peaceful when I think about this scenario, when I imagine what life would be like in this scenario? Does it feel that sense of peace and calm that I'm looking for? So then they take that hat off, and then they start exploring staying at their company, but maybe shifting jobs. So they put on that hat, and they imagine another job in their company. They imagine maybe working with a different team or a different boss, and they imagine the challenge of doing something new for a while. And then they kind of check in with how that feels in their body and in their gut. Does that bring a sense of calm or peace? And then they take that hat off, and then they start exploring leaving their company altogether. They put that hat on, and they imagine trying something new entirely and going through the process of job searching and doing something maybe totally different, something that is much more exciting and what it would be like every day to get up and do a totally different job. And they kind of imagine That life, and they kind of do a gut check on that, and they go, Okay, well, how does that feel? Curious if you see the problem here. You put on a hat and you imagine life wearing that hat, and then you check in with how it feels. But your gut is always going to feel uncomfortable in all of these situations because all of them are about change. Every hat you're wearing, every scenario you're considering. If it's not staying in your current job at your current company, it's going to feel uncomfortable to your brain because it's going to require change. None of those scenarios are going to bring peace and calm in your body when you think about it in the way that you're thinking about it. And of course, staying in your current job if everything stayed exactly the same, that probably feels pretty uncomfortable too when you wear that hat as well. That doesn't sit very well in your gut either. So now you have all of these scenarios, none of which are bringing about that sense of calm and peace in your gut like you're hoping for. And it feels really confusing, right? Nothing just feels right. Nothing hits your gut with that sense of calm and peace. So just like for me, when I was wrestling with this question of if I should quit and what I wanted to do, many working moms end up pretty much just doing nothing and feeling really stuck because they can't find this magical feeling that they're looking for. And you're not going to make big changes without feeling some sense of peace about it. And so you just end up staying where you're at and not doing anything. That was my experience and what I have seen the experience of a lot of the working moms I work with before we start coaching together. Okay, so here's what I did to get myself to that place of rightness, to that sense of like inner peace that we're talking about. I stopped listening to my gut because I realized that my gut was kind of based on that little voice in my head that was just trying to keep me safe and secure. That's why every scenario outside of just kind of staying put in my current job made me feel really uncomfortable because my safety brain was screaming at me not to make any change because change is always scary to our brains. So instead, I had to kind of approach this a little bit of a different way. And so what I did, I started answering the question, what is it that I want? This is actually a much more useful question than should I quit, which is very subjective. So, is what is it that I want? That's obviously very subjective too, but you're going to get a whole lot more information by trying to answer that question than by just trying to blanketly answer the question, should I quit? I needed some way of answering this question, you know, what is it that I want? That was not me just trying to search for some kind of magical gut feeling of peace out there. Because what I realized what I wanted was probably not going to be peaceful. Like I knew that I wanted to change and change is always going to feel very, very scary. And so I knew peace wasn't what I wanted to be looking for in the end. So what is it that I really want? The exploration of this question took me about a year. I sought mentors, I read books. One in particular that I found super helpful was called Free by Mark and Lisa Skandret. I prayed, I journaled, I was really looking at what I wanted not through the lens of my job but just in life just generally what motivated me what made me me as a person what energized me what were my passions what was my purpose you know by the end of this year-long self-exploration I had all of this language to really describe myself and kind of who I was and what I wanted what drove me kind of at my core And then knowing that, it actually allowed me to then take all of that information about me and then look at my job and look at quitting and changing industries and just making a change generally in my career. I was able to look at that from a completely different filter now. And now it didn't feel like I was guessing anymore. It wasn't that I was looking for this magical feeling anymore. I knew so much about me and who I was and what motivated me and what got me going every single day. I knew that so much at the core that when I started to apply all of that into my work life and starting to answer this question, should I quit? Should I stay? What do I want to do? I had so much more certainty in being able to answer it. With my clients, I really wanted to speed up this process. I knew that I needed to help them get to this place of like deep, down knowing of who they are and what they wanted in order to try to help them answer that question. But I didn't want it to take a year, and then I didn't want it to be like a year of self-exploration and then a period of time of applying that to their work life and so forth. I wanted to speed the entire process up. So what I did is I basically distilled all of these exercises that I did down into three in particular, three that I found really foundational in being able to understand who I was at the core and what I wanted. So the three are naming your core values, understanding your identity, and finding your purpose. And after walking my clients through these three exercises, what they come away with are like 10 to 15 words or phrases that are really core to who they are. So from there, just like I did, what we do together is we take these 10 to 15 words, this this kind of foundational piece of them. And we start looking at this question, should I quit? We begin answering it with a lot more certainty. We start with some very systematic questions. We kind of start broad and then we work our way down. So we start answering the question, do you even want to work and why? How does your current job align with this kind of filter that we just created about who they are at the core? So where does that align with your current job and where doesn't it? How does your company align with that and how doesn't it? What does this filter tell you about what it is you want in your career? Where is it pointing you? This filter, which is kind of based on who you are at the core, it kind of becomes what I like to call your compass. That's how I tend to describe it. It becomes something to guide you in making decisions. Now, my client, Laura, I thought she really described this compass work very succinctly, and I just wanted to read a quote from her. She said, Rebecca helped me clearly define my values and purpose and set me on a path to feeling fulfilled in life. When I make decisions now, I hold up my options against my values and my purpose, and it's really easy for me to decide what path to take. Now, I feel like I'm in the wheel driving my life instead of watching my life go by as I sit in the passenger seat. I love the way that she describes that in the image of the car, because that is how it felt like to me too. I felt like all of a sudden, having now learned so much about who I was at the core and what I really wanted and what drove me at the core, it felt like I was all of a sudden in the driver's seat of my life instead of just kind of letting life happen to me. And I could tell you exactly why the theater work, and why the event management work wasn't fulfilling to me anymore. It was because like seeded throughout all of my values and my identity and my purpose all throughout all of that was people development. Like that's who I am at the core. I'm a people developer. Even at The job I was in, the most rewarding part of that job was the deep relationships that I had with my colleagues and the ways that I got to really manage and develop my staff. But of course, that's a really small percentage of the work that I was doing because my job was really about event management. It wasn't about people management at all. So defining my compass really gave me a lot of language to describe what wasn't working for me in that job and gave me a lot of clues into what I wanted to be doing next. And of course, you could see how this eventually led me into coaching and then starting a business. And now, of course, here I am in my third iteration of my career, coming up to turning 40 soon. Now, when I started going through the certification program for coaching, Of course, there were a lot of questions about how the business was going to work, how I was going to make it successful, how I was going to transition out of the event management job. But I was so certain that I was making the right move that I was able to overcome all of the discomfort of not knowing how it was all going to play out. When you answer that question, should I quit my job, you want to be certain of the answer. You want to know because change is hard and it's uncomfortable. And there's a lot of things that you're not going to be completely clear of in the process of changing. And your brain is always going to feel a lot of resistance to it. So if you're going to make a change in your job, you want to know that it's right for you. And that deep down sense of knowing, the only place that comes from is from inside. It comes from knowing what it is you value and what energizes you and what your purpose is in life and what you're motivated by. It's about knowing you at the core. That's where that knowing comes from. If you can't answer any of these questions, like if you've never really done the work to explore who you are and what it is that you desire at a very deep down core level, this is really going to be your starting place. Because again, the goal is the deep down knowing. When you know and you feel certain coming to the answer of, should I quit my job or what do I want to do with my job? like The answer to that question is going to come so much easier if you're addressing it from the internal perspective. There are tons of books, personality tests, you know, resources that are going to help you answer some of those deep down questions. Or if you're looking for a guide through the process, I mean, this is the core of what I do as a coach. I help you define who you are, I help you get clear on what you want, and then I support you through making any necessary changes in your career or your life to align with those things. So if you're someone that does better with some clear structure and a process, then coaching is going to be a really great container to help you answer this question, should I quit or what do I want to do with my career, anything career related. And it's going to help you answer that question with a lot of certainty and then you're going to have me to support you through the implementation process. If you want to chat about potentially coaching with me, then you can go to www.rebeccaolsoncoaching.com forward slash book to fill out a quick form and then schedule a free call. I'm going to put that, of course, in the show notes as well. But more than anything, here's what I hope you gain from hearing my story. Number one, it's normal to question your career and what it is you want after you become a mom. Number two, there is no right or wrong in what you do in your career. And searching for the right answer to that, it's going to keep you feeling stuck because you're going to be feeling so much pressure trying to get it right. Number three, to find that deep sense of knowing that's found within you. You need to get to know who you are, what you value, your identity, your purpose. That is how you're going to build up this sense of certainty and that deep down knowing when you're starting to make big decisions about your career. And then four, if you need or want help through the process, I'm here for you. You are not alone. Not only have I gone through the process of wrestling with my career and making big decisions after becoming a mom, but I have supported hundreds of working moms through the process as well. All right, can't wait to see you next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode today. If you're looking to create a life where your career and your home life never feel at odds, where you're working less, but achieving at the same level, a life without regret, where you know you are doing exactly what you want to be doing, then join the ambitious and balanced Working Moms Collective. This is a group of ambitious working moms who believe that work-life balance is possible for them and are committed to creating it. The program includes 30 short videos and workbooks that teach you how to create the building blocks of a balanced life, as well as weekly group coaching and in-depth support within a private working mom's community. Oh, and did I mention that when you join the community, you get lifetime access? That means you have access to coaching and material to help support your balanced life in every season. You can find out more information and sign up for The Collective on my website at www.rebeccaolsoncoaching.com forward slash collective.